Radio. Hello. Hello. Oh, yes. How's it going, friends? Pretty good. How about you? Oh, can't complain. Just got myself a got myself a coffee. I'm ready to go. Nice. Uh, are are you on the uh, like a laptop mic or really? It, it's it's kind of kind of. Is it quiet? No, it, it's kind of echoey. Um, I, echoey. Uh, yeah. Weird. No, I'm on the same setup I always use. Oh. I don't, uh, not sure what to do about that. Is it is it really bad? No, no, no. It's not, it's not that bad. Just just yeah, you know. I, I'm I'm used to crystal clear Bobby Trippett, you know. So yeah, me too. <laughs> That's strange. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds sort of like Bobby Trippett's calling us from inside his van. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that red van with the heart window. Yeah. Uh, okay, so remember a couple of months ago, this was the first time, and I was like, guys, I found Grindbin the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now that you have seen it, <laughs> would you agree? <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Everything about this was the Grindbin movie. <laughs> There's even a homophobic slur halfway through. There's... It was <laughs> ideal. This is Grainbin the drinking game. <laughs> right. All it needed was Linda Blair and maybe Eddie Deason. That, right? That's about it. Oh, there's no oh, Cameron God. Mitchell. I mean, isn't there? I mean, there's Richard Lynch, who's, you know. <laughs> He's when you order Cameron Mitchell off Wish. <laughs> I, I guess Deason could have been that best friend character. We could have given oh, him the yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Polly or whatever. Yeah. Polly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying to do like a New York uh, Italian accent. Yeah, I'm all for it. Oh, who would Linda Blair have been? Oh, uh, I, I assume oh, the, the, the producer's wife. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she'd have been good for the reporter too. That that's tough to choose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for very important. Anyway, <laughs> can you give me a ride? I have to be in this one place right now. Total stranger with a van. It's not dangerous at all. I don't know why you would say that. <laughs> well, you know what they say. A copy is never as good as the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Linda Blair all over. Storms out. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not talking about Exorcist 2, the heretic. She was probably recording at the same time. <laughs> Ooh. Did you guys just hear about um, her next project? Oh, yeah. She's uh, the Exorcist reboot or whatever, right? Yeah, David Gordon Green is now gonna he's gonna Halloween ends the Exorcist. And he's using the exact same playbook. Or I'm just gonna bring back the old lady from the original. And is she uh, the mom or something now? Or who knows? I mean, they're probably if it's David oh. Gordon Green, he's probably gonna do the same thing from Halloween and just be like, Well, here's Reagan now. Yeah, 45 years later, the devil's back. Yeah. No, shit, 50 the, years later. The devil's back and only she can stop him. But then we're gonna meet some other guy. I'd really like it if it was just like a remake of The Exorcist, but she's the mom. Like that's the way I would do it. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, that James, would be James good. Woods is the, uh, the father. Oh my god! Surprising yes. his role from Scary Movie Two. Oh, oh, oh the dumpster fire that is James Woods. He's a car accident. <laughs> I can't stop watching. God, he's awful. <laughs> oh, he's the fucking worst, and he brings that to the screen, and it's just <laughs> like it's like it's like watching like. Uh, like an orca eat a seal you're like that poor seal but that orca <laughs> the orca's doing its thing I, I don't know who i'm cheering for here exactly uh, uh how do i sound am i, am I any better or is it still kind of uh, it's it's still you, you know what i i'm it's, it's, it's all recording on the cloud and stuff so i'm sure it'll come across just just yeah. fine we'll yeah. be fine okay. we'll all even all out right. we all even out in the uh the zoomiverse <laughs> that's right 
Right. It's what, it's what all those uh it's what all those filters on Audacity and stuff are for, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby, I assume you don't edit. <laughs> Did I tell you when we had our staff meeting, oh. Stephanie tried to put sound filters on the staff meeting and accidentally uh, cl- clicked the uh the groovy one, which is like like echoes everything and makes it all warbly and then she couldn't excellent. figure out how to turn it off it just sounds like hendrix guitar or something it, it was like oh she has crammed it live it, like it, it makes it sound it makes it sound like everybody's on acid <laughs> do, do, do. like that would be awesome like, but no no, no. this is was more like like she keep asking if you feel like she feels. The old pride of the Yankees. Exactly, the Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> the greatest the day, 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 day of my life, 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 life. <laughs> But see, that sounded majestic. This sounded Why, like a dumpster you. fire. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have us. <laughs> I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight, oh, tonight, we are kicking off May Cause Injury. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> A month dedicated to the incredible stuntmen and women of film Woo! and films about stuntmen and women mostly. It's going to yeah. be great. Oh, stunts on stunts on stunts. And tonight, we're talking 1977's Stunts. Yeah, I know we're talking stunts, but what's the name of the movie? It's just stunts. But I know we're going to be talking about stunts, but what's the name of the movie? Babe, we're not alone for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we basically found the Grind Bin Podcast colon the movie. Oh no, the Grind Bin invite... Podcast colon. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we had to invite Bobby from the Grind Bin Podcast. Welcome, Bobby. Oh yes, my friends. I am excited about this. I am ready to stun on him. Yeah, uh, uh, Bobby, was this your first time watching stunts? Wildly enough, it was. Oh, like, wow. I mean, you told me a while back that you found basically grind in the movie something that speaks to every aspect of our of our souls over on the grind bin. And <laughs> brother, you weren't kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has vans. It has the Madonna the in the, the Madonna side. in. Right. Uh, it's basically like the leading character right it's like (laughs) sex in the city in new york it's the yeah it's the other character that's right and i gotta tell you it is wild uh watching a movie that takes place at at some place like the madonna Inn when you yourself have been there and it hasn't changed we've only seen pictures online that's not true you peed in their bathroom in the waterfall when we were on a road that's right that's right that's right we didn't go inside yeah we just went to the fountain (laughs) 
I mean, you, you got the the you, you got the most. You got the gist of the Madonna. Yeah, that's yeah. like the oh, thing yeah, the lobby. Oh. I don't even remember what road trip that was. I was just like oh, the Madonna in. We have to pull. It was up. Homebrewcon San Diego. Homebrewcon San Diego, and that was like Steve. You have to pee in the men's room. I hear it's legendary, and you're like, I'm not going to pull into a hotel. Just pee in their <laughs> in their bathroom. And I'm like, no, you have to do it. Pull over. Doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to be all respectful mm. as a hotel man. Yeah, probably. And then you were like, oh shit, this oh. is the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, never mind. All right then. <laughs> so, yeah, stunts. Uh, babe, before we get into this, though, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, I'm quite sober. So, let's fix this. <laughs> oh, what you got over there? We have from Roosters Brewing in Ogden, Utah, Boom. Black Widow Kiss amber lager nice yeah 421 i don't know <laughs> oh i think that's the uh like the army unit oh okay oh, yeah yeah it isn't like the black widows like some sort of like air force thing I don't i'm know. sure it is i'm sure it's uh i'm sure it's also a navy thing and i'm sure it's also a maybe, seal team thing and... black widows are kind of cool i'm not gonna lie no yeah <laughs> yeah and they go to horse school i know that's red sparrow that's red sparrows <laughs> i'm sure black widows go to horse school too I, I mean, oh, they went to some kind of school i saw that movie yeah yeah they, they went they went to the horse school in the sky if i remember the movie sky horse school yeah. <laughs> Taskmaster academy or some shit I don't yeah know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna see, pop this top. Yes, yeah, I see our episode last January. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my sky whore top <laughs> and the tour, the tour. This is a beautiful amber-covered beverage. Mm. It has an off-white foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles dissipating quickly. Tiny bubbles dissipating quickly. Very malt-forward, almost no hop aroma on mm. the nose, but not overly sweet. Steve's gone in foot sip. Yeah, malt forward. It's got like the caramel notes, little bready notes, and yeah, the hops just give it a little, little earthiness. Like yeah, maybe a little bit of pine, but yeah, just kind of, kind of earthy ingredient. Kind of like, mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe a noble hops kind of thing. This is an all day drinking beer. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it, and I'm glad our local market started carrying it. Hell yeah, uh, Bobby, you drinking anything on your end? Uh, you know, I wanted to, but I'm on keto right now, and uh, there are no, uh, there are no. Um, tolerable low-carb beers so i'm uh i'm afraid i have to just listen to you guys you know you you can't do like the vodkas and stuff don't tell the could have, but like my uh my pantry is bare at the moment <gasps> All I, I have a uh i have like a dominican republic alleged aphrodisiac drink but i didn't know if oh. I, wanted to, I didn't know if i wanted to horn it up on this episode you know yeah, i think you mentioned that the last time you were on and we we're like go on <laughs> you guys please break that out next time Please go join the uh, the grind bin Patreon so that Bobby can refill his pantry <laughs> for just Please. a dollar a day with with Dominican boner pill vodka or whatever <laughs> Dominican boner rum. <laughs> See, let's get some Dominican boner rum. Yeah, hell yeah! So stunts, stunts <laughs> from director Mark L. Lester. Was he Steve? Babe. I, I know I've seen most of his movies. I think we've seen most of them together, though. <laughs> oh, um, have we? Well, uh, Steel Arena is the first one I got listed here. Then Truck Stop Women, which we've definitely hey! seen. At least a riff tracks of or something. Uh, Bobby Joe and the Outlaw. Mm-hmm. This. Mm-hmm. Roller Boogie. Yeah. <laughs> Class of 1984, which I love. Mm-hmm. Firestarter, the original, the good one. Firestarter. 
next or better yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> Command- That's a good one. Yeah, Commando. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Armed and Dangerous, the uh, John Candy, Eugene Levy comedy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Class of 1999, which is also great. I love that okay. movie. You watch, uh, watch legendary actor Stacey Keach uh, eat a banana in an intimidating way. <laughs> yeah. I think he does that in road games too, doesn't he? <laughs> it's his signature, really. It's like yeah. I'm gonna eat a banana and you're gonna fear for your life. It's like I, I'm swear he did it on Titus a couple times too. Right. <laughs> uh and then of course showdown in little Tokyo. Woo! <laughs> Possibly <laughs> the greatest movie we haven't done on this podcast yet. <laughs> uh Extreme Justice. Um I think that's a, Se- a Seagal one. Uh, Double Take, the uh, Eddie Griffin Orlando Jones movie. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Misbegotten, not sure of. Uh, Blowback. Uh, God, I-, I watched this one a couple m- months ago without you. Uh, if I remember right, Mario Van Peebles is a priest with like psychic powers who's like hunting down a uh, serial killer or something like that. You watch this without me? Yeah. Yeah, it was when I, I got the Netflix. And it was like, uh, she's busy. Let me, <laughs> let me watch this one first. It wasn't great, but it was, okay. yeah. Uh, and then a couple we have on our, our queue, but it's uh, Pterodactyl. Oh, shit. Uh, which stars Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Poseidon Rex. That oh, shit, yeah. When we always like, yeah. it's like that in, uh, uh, what's the one uh, Brian Trenchard Smith did, the Tyrannosaurus Azteca or whatever. We're like, yeah. you know, one of these days we're just going to pull the trigger on all these low budget asylum dinosaur movies. Yes. <laughs> For our next Dino November. And then, uh, Bobby, I don't know if you know this, but the original scenario comes from one uh, Robert Shea. Do you, have you Have you heard of this guy before? You know, uh, the name sounds vaguely familiar. I think I had a dream about that once. <laughs> oh, Bob Shea, what a legend. That's right. Uh, New Line uh, Cinemas himself. Absolutely. Mr. New Line, uh, who is uh, pretty much as responsible as Wes Craven for bringing us the Nightmare on Elm Street series. That's right. He wrote this. He also wrote Alone in the Dark, which is a great one. Uh, but yeah, executive producer of this, Alone in the Dark. Extro, The Nightmare on Elm Street, and all the sequels, Critters, Hairspray, and the Lord of the Rings movies, and all the oh, sequels, shit. and Golden Compass. Oh, goddamn. So, craziest part about that shared universe. I couldn't believe they pulled it off. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> when Freddy showed up in the Shire, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, the Hobbits didn't, <laughs> the, the Hobbits weren't ready for that shit. <laughs> Uh, but there are many other writers on this one, including original scenario by Michael Harpster. Who's he? Uh, he did this, uh, an episode of Mr. Nanny, Excessive Force, and Endless Summer 2. A uh, story by Raymond LaFaro, only this. Screenplay by Dennis Johnson, who has this. And a video game from 1996 called Ripper. Are you familiar with this one, Bobby? No, I feel like I, I needed to know. Was this a console game? This was a console doing- this was a console game, one of those like a uh, PC disc ones, which starred <clears throat> Christopher Walken, Burgess Meredith, Karen Allen, Ozzy Davis, John Reese Davies, Jimmy Walker, and Paul Giamatti in 1996. Oh, oh my shit. god, that's yeah. incredible! Oh, I'm yeah. pulling up pictures from it. It's got that like full motion video thing going on. Right? Yeah, like a se- Sega CD kind of thing. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So like, you know, Christopher Walken's looking right at you being like, you know, can you solve this? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, this watch, this watch. <laughs> like, no, no. Is that why it's called Ripper? <laughs> oh, no. I assume he's like a serial killer or something with a name like Ripper, though. That's probably. Yeah, I assume he's got Jack the Ripper uh, yeah. hit, hidden up his ass. Right. played by paul giamatti <laughs> <laughs> you know this was like before uh even howard stern's private part so he's kind of just looking Man. for a gig we're gonna have to track this down right uh but screenplay by uh barney cohen who has this happy hooker goes to washington the french quarter friday the 13th the final chapter go ahead i was gonna say arguably that's the best one in that series uh remind me which one the final chapter is that the one, final with, chapter uh, is the one where, yeah young Corey feldman is uh where he kills jason at the end you know he yeah. disguises himself as him yeah okay okay all right and that has i think the best portrayal of jason because ted white played jason like an angry dad who said he didn't want to have to come back down here <laughs> every time he walks <laughs> in the room he's like oh god damn it he grabs a hammer <laughs> Oh, yes, written by Barney Cohen. Uh, and also in the 90s, he made a little TV movie called Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Hey! Uh, wrote three episodes. It was the creator of Forever Night, which oh, everybody wow. remembers. Of course. Uh, and was the executive consultant on all 139 episodes of Sabrina from 1996 to 2003, when she was no longer a teenage witch, I guess. All right. Uh, but of course, starring legend. Robert Forster as Glenn Wilson. Man, the, nobody can go. Uh-huh. Quite like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Man, no one did it better than him. Yeah, th- this whole movie, it, well, well, we'll have more in the fun facts about it, but he kind of is just like, are, are you done with your line? All right, I'm going to like walk off screen here and that's going to be the end of the scene. <laughs> well, I feel like that was kind of his, uh, his signature as an actor. You know, if you think back to... Uh, you know, you're about to get into his filmography, but like the later stuff that where he kind of had that late career resurgence, uh, those characters he played were kind of the same thing. You know, you think about like yeah. he's riding in the car with Sam Jackson. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, he like yeah. the Delphonics, and all he goes is they're pretty good, pretty good. I like, and that's it. his whole like no energy like became his energy. I love yeah, that about that guy. <laughs> yeah, the the only other movies I think of really with Robert Forrester, yeah, Jackie Brown, of course, and then uh, Supernova where he basically has a cameo <laughs> and it's basically the same thing. Like, in. yeah, he's, he's like, yep, we're in space flying around. And then he <laughs> dies like five seconds later. <laughs> Guys coming as soon as I can fit into a theme. <laughs> I love that stupid movie. What if we got the guy who did the warriors to do a space movie? Oh, okay. And James Spader's going to be in it. All <laughs> right. Bitch I'm in. Right. That's where that's where the bag with the dollar sign hits you in the sternum. Like, yeah. make me that movie. Uh, all right, I'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we also have Fiona Lewis as BJ Parswell. Oh, that's right. Her name's BJ. I just have her as a reporter in my notes. Hey, BJ. I thought he was just joking when he said that to Holly. You know what they call her? BJ. Zoinks. <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking of which, Ray Sharkey as Polly Salerno, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Joanna Cassidy as Patty Johnson. Bruce Glover as Chuck Johnson. That's a Some name. guy named Bruce. <laughs> Some guy named Bruce. 
Richard Lynch as Pete Lustig, uh, James Luisi, Malachi Throne, H.B. Haggerty. I mean, you know, and of course, the Madonna Inn. Uh, again, top billing for the cast. Yeah. The true star of this movie. Right. <laughs> uh, Bobby, how'd you watch this one? Oh, I watched this one on Tubi. And, uh, uh, yes. Interesting thing I discovered watching it on Tubi. Um, did you guys watch that that way as well? We did. Is it about the uh, the lack of language? Yeah, that was shocking to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> like somebody's you know a, a couple times somebody says "God damn it" in this movie, and they bleep God. Yeah. Well, they and, bleep and, God. And, They're you made a bleep sound, but like. And and they did the uh, the f word, but not the uh, the f slur. <laughs> which was kind of like all right yeah, i guess that one the, this was very like late 90s early 2000s like with, yeah. with like the way they did the language like i i, I remember oh. like being in high school and this is how they would like do like like yeah they would bleep the god and not the damn it and i wonder oh, if it's certainly. rated pg by 1977 standards and so they're exactly. like me we can't have them saying you know shit goddamn fuck whatever blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. we gotta Put, put those three bleeps and they probably do the same thing to back to the future oh yeah you know, i would have loved to have seen robert forster say shit goddamn fuck the way he would have done it right <laughs> <laughs> shit but, goddamn uh, fuck you make yeah, a good yeah, point yeah, though, yeah. because i remember uh that famously there's the, the money for nothing by the dire straits oh yeah uh cruising around i'll put the radio on and you know you might just get the f-bomb just <laughs> loud and clear on terrestrial radio yeah to this day depending on whether they updated it to an mp3 or still using the little eight-track cassettes or right everyone's yeah. wallet slips through because that f slur you hear that loud and clear now listening back to that it's like damn dude why, why'd you say that <laughs> why'd they crank it up that's a hard yeah. one <laughs> yeah why is that louder than the rest of the lyrics <laughs> why do they have an echo like it's pride of the yankees i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yes it is so, so for those of you who don't watch Tubi, first off, what the hell's wrong with you? It's free. Just do it. Uh, so it's on Tubi. Tubi. fantastic. Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's on Plex. It's on Amazon Prime. All free. It's, yeah, just watch it, guys. This, this movie's amazing. And of course, we know it's amazing because it starts off with the New Line Cinema logo. Woo! Oh. Was this the first New Line movie? Uh, yeah, you know, we'll skip right to it. Yes, this was the first film from New Line Cinema as a production company. I'm um, sorry, I'll stop asking questions if I'm no. reading the back end. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that's good. And yeah, now I guess New Line's owned by uh, Warner Brothers as of 2008 or something like that. Yeah, but, it got folded in. Yeah. You know, it, it, since there's only like three companies in the world or whatever now. And uh... <laughs> of course, that's how you started getting uh, Freddie and Jason at Universal Studios on Halloween. Because uh, they got folded into Warner Brothers. Oh, man. Do you think when uh, um, Disneyland gets all spooky and stuff in October, they're going to have like aliens and predators walking around? I mean, that would be pretty good. But no, I don't think they'll do that. (laughs) They They seem to be trying to like keep those separate. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) They they, they distanced themselves a little. They had one alien-based attraction in, God, I want to say like 1980 in Florida. Uh, they had like a, a movies ride where you kind of a dark ride where you go through and like they had the alien jump out at you at one point. I I remember at the I think it was the Las Vegas Hilton, like in the 90s or early 2000s, they had like the alien experience where it was like uh, they they had uh, it, it, I think it replaced like the, the Star Trek one they used to have there. But it was basically you'd like go into like a recreation of the lab. And then, like, you know, the fog would start coming in and, like, you'd see, like, things moving around, like, in the walls and in the floor and 
the ceiling vents and stuff like that. I never got to do it. I, I just remember that was like a thing that was being advertised when uh, when I was going to Vegas a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, that. that uh, so yeah, New Light Cinema, and uh, we cut right into the movie. Is it's, it's nighttime in a little uh, little helicopter hangar, and we see you know some feet walking around. Somebody. It's not obviously not showing who it is. We see him uh, walk up to helicopter and a little, little uh, I don't know, tow rope or whatever. The, <laughs> I don't even know what you call it, but they're just messing with the little link, hook up to it. I'm like, what? What's this? What, what's he doing with that? He's messing with it. Anyway, we cut to the Madonna Inn. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, never mind that. Let's go to the Madonna Inn. Yeah. Meanwhile, in a more interesting story, the lobby of the Madonna Inn. Yeah. yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, the Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo, California, it's this wonderful kitschy hotel that seems to be locked in 1952 or something and yeah and it's magical fucking famously magical. schlocky and uh with themed rooms yeah guys go check out part. their website the rooms are amazing <laughs> i assume they don't <laughs> i assume they all smell like you know your grandparents house but it's a very old old folks home vibe but it's you know back in the 70s this place was like a like a place for a sexy getaway with your uh with your secret other person and uh nowadays it's it's just a hotel but like you still feel like the energy in there it's almost like 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 an ectoplasmic energy is left over from all the sexual debauchery that happened at this place yeah careful we might get slimed yeah oh yeah (laughs) absolutely i mean i have you know a friend and a frequent contributor to the grind bin, Michael Tanner, has told the story about when he went there with his wife and they found a cock ring in their room. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. God, God knows how long it was been in there. <laughs> Did it fit? No. <laughs> and then he turned invisible. <laughs> oh, shit. One ring to rip them all. No. Uh, but, so... I, but I love the, the theme rooms will be like, you know, there's a, there'll be like a medieval room or a storybook room and then there's like a, the Tarzan know. room and yeah, yeah, some Flintstones-esque prehistoric room where all the walls are like rock face. And uh it's pretty phenomenal. And I, I went and hung out in the pool too with all the old folks. You know, it was it was a, it's a good time. High recommend. We often joke over in my neck of the woods that when we finally do the big grand bin meetup with all the friends and family of the grand bin, it's gonna be at the Madonna Inn. Yeah, we get we gotta schedule that up so we can get a discount. So we're gonna have uh, international yeah. travelers coming for that one. Oh, absolutely. But uh, speaking of the uh, the bedrock suite or whatever, we then got to a man waking up in his bed. Uh, looks like in the I, I don't know, co- like a cave in the Pacific coast there, and uh, <laughs> he gets up and there's a woman lying there next to him in bed, and he just hops on his motorcycle right next to the bed by the <laughs> he door. Parked, he yeah. parked it against the dresser. This yeah. is rules. And so he starts and it up, revs that shit a bit, the and then just peels the fuck out. Hell yeah, just exhaust right on what an asshole, such an asshole, (laughs) right? Can you imagine you're still asleep? (laughs) Like, like, yeah, Izzy, imagine you're still asleep, and then Steve just fucking revs a motorcycle next to you (laughs) and then peels out into like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, (laughs) and and off he goes, like renegade down the road, (laughs) bumping white snake. Yeah, (laughs) Steve would be a single pretty quick, yeah, right. I mean, he'd have to be a not even out of like anger or anything. It's just a, such a cool exit. You don't want to ruin it by coming back, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, my God, what a legend. I never saw him again. <laughs> and then she finds a note by the bedside table that says, sorry, I had to. 
<laughs> she understood. Right. But then uh, we get this nice funky track as he's driving off uh, along the PCH, and it's like, Dad Devil, gonna make an angel out of you. It was an interesting track. Like, I had it in my notes that it felt like if, uh, if like, Paul Simon had done the Shaft theme. Yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was like if 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 they made white exploitation movies, like this was <laughs> this is the kind of music that'd be at all. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like the the theme to the Man from Hong Kong by a uh, Jigsaw or whatever that Sky High or whatever. <laughs> oh, I love that song. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, so he uh, pulls up to the set a little late, and of course the director or whatever is like giving him some shit. Um, and he's like, all right, how long till you're ready? Like, I don't know, long enough to get dressed. So 30 seconds later, he's ready to go. Let's do it. And, <laughs> and, and watching the movie, I'm like, for, for what? What's going on? Is, <laughs> is this guy an actor? What, what's going on? Like, I just got here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, which one are we doing today? I'm a little hungover. I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, they got a little stunt coordinator there. He's like checking all the harness gear and stuff like that because, okay, this stunt they're doing. All right. So, <laughs> he's riding passenger in this, uh, I don't know, a fucking Buick or whatever. You know, we got a damn giant car. Yeah. He's going to go off a ramp, go up on two wheels. He's going to crawl out the passenger of- window. Yeah. <laughs> Grab the, the bottom of the helicopter. You know the part. And, <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> it flies off into whatever, and he hooks himself on there, you know, for safety or whatever. And then, I assume, hijinks ensue from there, right? Sure. Yeah, easy enough, right? I think that I think it's called the strut, the uh, the kind of the, the pair of skis underneath the helicopter. Oh well, uh, I'll I think those it. are called the struts. But uh, I'm pretty sure I'm not. I'm no helicopter pilot. I know that shocks a lot of you. I, I always like end up calling it like the pontoon or something, and I'm like, well, those those are those like seaplanes or whatever. But you, you know that <laughs> part, <laughs> the part that catches all the arrows in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, yeah. So yeah. But uh yeah, so you know, action uh gets up on the two wheels out the window, up on the chopper, he's just hanging there and he's trying to do the little hookup thing, and he starts calling down, he's like, Oh shit, it's jammed, it's jammed. I'm my arm, I'm good. Yeah, we get a fantastic dummy fall. Oh, yeah. oh my god, I stood and cheered. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but uh I adore dummy drops. Oh, yes. absolutely. Oh, wait. Dummy kills are the best kills. We need more oh. dummy kills like in John Wick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, one year I went to Beyond Fest. It's a genre film festival in Los Angeles they do every year. And, uh, the, you know, they often run like, you know, fun videos before the film, you know, along with trailers for the other movies they're screening at the festival. There'll just be some fun little, you know, compilations and whatnot they put together. And somebody made a multi-minute dummy drop compilation. I've never been happier in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you gotta see if that's online somewhere. Right. <laughs> I gotta if I can find it, I'll send it to you guys because it's so good. But man, you follow it all the way to the ground. Oh yeah. You <laughs> just, just, you just see, like bounce a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I assume like a real body would have bounced a little more. It just kind of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like a bag of sand. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everybody runs up. Oh my god, oh my god. Is he okay? It's like, no, he's dead. Like they put the, the coat over him, all that fun stuff. And then we cut to the producer at the Madonna Inn, and uh he's uh getting a call from Mr. Crown, I assume. That's what it felt like. It's like, God damn, do with a cigar, you know. I'm just feeling like, you better keep this movie going. 
the best part was you hear it like like most of his lines like through the phone on the other end there the madonna end. so it even sounds like when he goes to mr crown on the show <laughs> it's like yeah this is jack anyway i gotta get a movie here he's got like three blonde bimbos like around him like i think it was like in the hot tub or something for this first one like it was so exactly this, what this would pictured. have been Cameron mitchell right oh yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> he was uh he was busy doing another movie we might be doing <laughs> some week oh <laughs> no <I don't> <laughs> but um yeah he's uh there and he goes yeah i get make that movie i can't have all these stuntmen dying too many lawsuits and shit you know and then we see that I guess the uh, Jack's daughter is banging the producer, the this uh, James Luisi guy. Uh, what's his, uh What was his name? Blake. Blake. That's right. Blake, Blake is Blake. Blake. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I didn't catch like anybody's names in this because oh, yeah. everyone's mumbling <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The producer Blake, he's the big producer of the movie, and uh, he's he's banging uh, producer Jack's daughter. Great. It's gonna be a fantastic movie. And uh we're all gonna have a great time this weekend at the Madonna Inn. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when we uh we're at a gas station and or, or no uh yes, right, we're at a gas station and uh we see a woman, she's uh talking with the uh, the mechanic or whatever there about her her yellow, I don't know, a Porsche or something. I don't know, yeah, some she, some she, old sports car. Some kind of European sports car, and I found this odd because the mechanic's poking around in the trunk. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the, yeah, the front of the car is the trunk. Car, what are you doing? Like she like, pulls well, her bags out of there. Like, yeah, what are you checking for? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, well, well, there's your problem right there. You don't have a fucking engine. You know? Yeah, the engine's gone, lady. How'd you even get over here? You know well, what? I can get this fixed way for four hundred bucks. Well, there's a lot of noise coming from the trunk. Let me see if it's back there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, but oh, we don't do trunks. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, this nice little red van pulls up da, 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 with a little uh, heart-shaped rear window. Man, yeah. straight arrow. Yeah. yeah, I like that heart-shaped window, man. That was a nice touch. Right. <laughs> and Forster's like the last guy you expect to hop out of a van like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, like, yeah, that's my van. Where else is he? Where else is he going to keep his motorcycle? <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, he comes out. He's filling up the tank or whatever. And she's like, "Excuse me, I'm going to San Luis Obispo. Can I get a ride with you?" And he's like, 30 bucks." <laughs> and she doesn't like that at all. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> cash, grass, or ass. It's up to you, lady. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and then we cut to a police shootout already in progress. <laughs> And then we start start seeing cameras and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, this must be the next scene of the movie or whatever. And uh, yeah, we see uh, one guy get blasted with a shotgun and like pulled through the uh, like a garage door or something. Cut, cut. I mean, that's where this movie really shines, though. By making the primary cast all stunt people, you have to write like wild stunts for everyone to be doing at all times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in in this one we see uh, Crispin Glover's dad Bruce uh, as as Chuck Johnson, yeah, um, and you can see the resemblance too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he, he's like 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 if Crispin worked out, he'd be look like his dad, <laughs> <laughs> a, a swole Crispin Glover. Crispin, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if George McFly started roiding out, he would look like Bruce Glover. Like, yeah, if he's just finally, finally had enough shit from Biff. 
You know, it's like the uh, those ads <laughs> on the back of old comic books where he's getting sand kicked in his face. No, 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 no. I'm going to start this uh, this training regiment. Now I'm going to be this meat muscle. Yeah, in the in the one of the alternate 1985s or whatever, you know, <laughs> B- Biff's Donald Trump and he's Bruce Glover. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like, oh my god, you, you pulled me through that fucking door fast enough. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, it didn't look good. We have to, we need a bigger jerk, a bigger jerk. Do it again. And uh, we see the stunt coordinator guy again, little evil evil eyebrows, Richard Lynch. And, uh, <laughs> Which for me, I don't know about y'all, but like because it's Richard Lynch, I immediately didn't trust him. Of course, uh, I mean, arguably the biggest name in this movie. I yeah, mean, yeah. between him and Forrester, right? And he's just kind of like lurking in the corner. His his hair was like kind of blonde or something too, wasn't it? Yeah, or, it was weird. Yeah, like a weird unnatural. hat and everything too. Like yeah. he, he looked like a Italian spy or something. Yeah, <laughs> everything seemed off about this guy. You're like, no, nah, nah, they were even... very subtle with his character. Is what we're saying. Yeah. His name might as well have been Red Herring. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Cipher. Yeah, right. Oh my god! You love that movie. Oh uh, goddamn, Angel Heart. You fucking love that movie. <laughs> you made me watch that movie so many when times. I'm when I'm screaming two minutes into the movie. He's the fucking devil. <laughs> He's gonna make you fuck your daughter. Steve just screams Louis Cipher like every five and a half minutes the whole time we watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, Louis Cipher! It was a Johnny Angel. Yeah. Anyway. How are you people not picking up on this? <laughs> the the girl's so name is sad. Lovely Incest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. yeah, so anyway, um, uh, we, we cut back to the van da, 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 and uh, <laughs> he's talking to the, the the girl that he picked up there at the gas station, uh, Robert Forrester, whatever, Glenn's his name. Um, uh, and she's like, Oh, yes, I'm doing an article for the Action Magazine and I'm doing it on the psychology of stuntmen and why they do what they do. Uh, she kind of has a British accent, I, I have a horrible every accent, but uh, I think oh, you got exactly it. like her. I got it, oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were just playing a clip. Well, I didn't say she had a particularly good one, but <laughs> I was, was going to say, Steve, if you're going to bring a guest on the show, you should introduce her first. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Fiona Lewis. I loved you in the great Muppet caper. I don't think that was me. <laughs> That's what I loved about it. <laughs> so what's Robert Forrester taste like? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah and then you know he, he, oh oh stuntman huh that that's interesting because uh <laughs> and she's like oh yes did you hear about that business about that one stuntman that was killed on set like two days ago he's like yeah i might have heard of something about that because i'm a stuntman and that dead guy's my brother oh yeah, and that well, was after she you told me everything about him right. <laughs> and she had just spoken very disparagingly about said brother too so that was a that was a wonderful foot in the oh, mouth he was just some him. asshole who didn't know how to do his stunt oh <laughs> so unprepared these stuntmen they're really lowbrow don't you think and then glenn pulls the ejectocito lever and uh <laughs> <Ejectocito> cuz <laughs> But he forgot to cut the hole in the roof. So, she oh, no. <laughs> so we had a scanner's moment. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, end of movie. <laughs> just like an accordion sitting there. 
<laughs> she walked out later. She was three foot two. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then, um, da, da, da. oh yeah, so the uh, back to like uh, Bruce Glover and uh, the the police shootout thing again. They do the stun again with the new pressure set up and everything. And uh, this guy gets jerked through like he got hit with a jet. Oh yeah, it was it was wild to watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> the velocity. I thought I was watching another dummy get killed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, of course the director is like, yeah, perfect. Folded him in half. <laughs> Hit the Billy button just like you want. <laughs> like, uh, are you sure about that? It's exactly the look we're going for. Yeah, but yeah, Chuck is pissed at the coordinator. He's like, you stupid son of a bitch. That's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. You're going to get somebody killed again. You know? <laughs> How dare you keep holding that over me? I've worked on a dozen films, okay? Oh yeah, that's later when he starts oh, yeah. like uh I uh I won an Academy Award for Red Flame and I'm like, did you write it? <laughs> like <laughs> I, because they don't have because, things for that. Which by the way, serious talk, why? Right. <laughs> like oh, oh. are you are you shitting me? Not that I not that I really put any stock in the Academy Awards at this point, but like how has there never been one for stunt work? Right? I mean, I, I know they have like, uh, like we've talked to a former winner of Stuntman of the Year, uh, Nick Powell, in our uh, our interviews. But yeah, like, but yeah, it's definitely not an Academy Award thing. But it's like very well respected in the movie industry. But yeah, they choose to. Okay, this last year, uh, obviously everything, everywhere, all at once would have won Stunt Coordination of the Year, right? Yeah, probably. Take that one, one has to think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if we had to pick a specific scene, I'm assuming whoever had to take that butt plug in that one scene. <laughs> it would just take a little longer for him to get up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a wheelchair. Oh. It's like, don't worry, it's just a precaution. <laughs> see, see me next year in Mission Impossible uh, Day of Reckoning Part 1. I don't know. Whatever. The Remember Legend of Curly's Gold. Yeah, right. Indiana Jones and the Legend of Curly's Gold or whatever I'm going to be in next. <laughs> the Pick of Destiny. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, we then cut to uh, them just uh, uh, oh my god, Glenn and the reporter uh, BJ, that's right, Glenn and BJ uh, driving along the van. It's uh, BJ and the boar. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Got him. But uh, they're coming around the corner there on the PCH and some guys just I don't know, riding a little uh, uh, skateboard like he owns the place, and they just kind of cut in front of him. He's like, "You stupid yeah. son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey Glenn, skating here. Wait a minute, oh, that son of a bitch is my pal. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, didn't think this was Yoba watching the movie, so don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that's uh, Paul, you're uh, Italian-American for the movie. And he's like, hey, Glenn, what are you doing? Hey, uh, who's this chick here? You know? <laughs> I don't want to be stepping on any tones. He's like, yeah, he's all yours. By the way, they call her BJ. <laughs> and he's like, oh, whoa, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to take a picture of a handsome stuntman? <laughs> that interaction between them is pretty great, though, where she's uh, making him uncomfortable. Because he explains to her, you know, he's just like, you know, I'm Italian. You know, they say we're the best lovers in the world. And she goes, well, why don't you get a couple more Italians and come to my room and we'll have a party? And he's like, no, what? No. 
what, what? <laughs> and they're like yeah you know just two guys a couple of girls <laughs> I was like whoa 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 she had to do none of that quiz stuff right? wait hold on a second <laughs> that's why I'm like oh boy <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, meanwhile Glenn he's talking to like the other stunt people and he's basically like all right, so what's going on? Why? How did he die? And like, I don't know. So it just didn't work, and he just uh, fell like a rock. Blah blah blah. He's like, he all right, into well. a dummy. <laughs> Try to turn to a dummy halfway. We're still looking for the real body. No, but uh, he did a real dummy. Was Cooper. a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> he must have really been scared. No. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But but yeah, then like Glenn's plan is like, all right, well, we're gonna try to do the stunt again, and. Uh, you know, maybe we'll bring the guy out, whoever whoever did this, and we'll whoop his ass, or I don't know what the plan is really at this point. Just find out what's going on. Uh, yeah, more or less, just investigating it right now. They don't have a plan yet. They just they just want they don't understand how he could have died because like they all know what they're doing. Yeah. So then we cut to the lobby at the Madonna Inn, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we see uh, Glenn. He's meeting up with the producer guy Blake. And uh, his, his oh yeah, his wife's there too. Uh, Judy is that her name? Judy, yeah. Judy, yeah. And they're sitting there at a table, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. He, he like sends Judy off, like, "Hey, uh, men are talking here. Why don't you uh, go get us some drinks or something?" My understanding is, and you can help me out with this, Izzy. Is uh, my what I'm told is women love that. Oh yeah, right, Izzy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Big fans. Yep. As long as you have the tab open, they love that shit. You know, if you enjoy never having your dick touched ever again, <laughs> this is this is the way to do it. You enjoy celibacy? <laughs> <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> like, even your own hand won't want to touch your dick anymore. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> It'll be like new. No? <laughs> After all we've been through. Rosie and Lucy? <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> you can bend it all for me. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they're, they're, uh, he's like with the producer guy, Blake, and he's like, uh, hey, the stunt's good. Something else happened, and uh, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. But if you still want to pay us for the stunt, I'll do it. All right, cool. Thanks, buddy. And then uh, he goes and checks out uh, his brother's room there, and, uh, and and the motorcycle's like still inside or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah, where else was it going to be? You know, <laughs> I'm not paying for parking. Yeah, yeah you don't want to charge that extra at Madonna Inn, man. That's how they get you, right? Yeah, assholes like you are what ruin carpets, <laughs> especially when you peel out first thing in the morning. Fucking right. Damn oil spots. And... Oil spots leaving little bits of roadkill kit raccoon behind. Yeah. Fuck this guy. <laughs> But then uh, <laughs> there's only one thing to do. <gasps> Stuntman died. Be a stuntman's funeral. Stuntman's funeral! Oh, love it. How is this not in a Fast and Furious movie? Yet. <laughs> oh, man. That might be that last one. Yeah. See, they're, they're not stuntmen, remember? They're sandwich uh, uh, pr- proprietors. That's right. They the sandwich shop. <laughs> and they file taxes <laughs> under Toretto's sandwich shop. <laughs> <laughs> and they sell Zoom players on the side. That's right. Has anyone made that merch yet where you can get a t-shirt for Toretto's sandwich shop? I assume they're out there oh, somewhere. Maybe no, if not, coming soon to ILF movies. Is, oh yeah. Because that's my kind of movie tie-in merch, man. Is if you like it exists and you've been there. Yes, that exactly. That's my favorite kind of stuff too, where it's just like it's very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> 
or like the name of the uh uh the music production company that uh Ludacris has in that one or Tej, whatever his name is. I assumed it was mentioned in a, in a line in the third or fourth one. <laughs> Apparently, it's Bob's Market in Los Angeles. Is was the the location double? Oh yeah, but it said Toretto's. Yeah, it says Toretto's. Toretto's well, Bob's, Bob's Market in Los Angeles should sell Toretto's T-shirts, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. But there are a bunch of people who are like, I went to the Toretto sandwich shop. <laughs> just like just like the Madonna Inn should have shirts that say, "As seen in stunts." All right, there's a few yeah. uh, Toretto's Market and Cafe shirts on Amazon. There you go. Now we're getting there. See, someone had the thought to do it. <laughs> that man is Robert Che. Oh, apparently somebody opened a Toretto's sandwich shop and cafe in Latuna. Uh. Guys. Guys, we <laughs> yes. gotta go. Uh, I hear, I hear the hey, everything I learned good. from movies meet up. <laughs> <Latuna's>. <laughs> That's right. That's what Brian ordered. He wanted the tuna. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Stuntman's funeral. We see all the stunt people, you know, all five or six of them, I think at this point, on their motorcycles. And they drive to the PCH. I assume it's exactly where the dude and Walter cast Donnie's ashes into the oh, Pacific. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, that'd be great if like when uh well, we'll finish the scene. <laughs> oh, no, I was uh, gonna say, yeah, and then uh, yeah, they just uh take um uh, his brother was brother's name like Gary or something. Uh, like his real close is Greg. 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 That's oh, right. Greg. 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 Yep. They just take Greg's bike and uh, launch that shit into the ocean. You know, just push off the side. Coo coo coo. <laughs> Only thing missing was a giant explosion. Yeah. <laughs> just like the ashes in Lebowski, the wind blows the bike back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been great, but. <laughs> Just just picking pieces of motorcycle out of their beards. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that idea for a stuntman's brutal. It's just like, well, we're just going to throw a bike off a cliff. <laughs> and the wife's like, wait, I could have sold that. Right. <laughs> Did you keep his bike? I wanted to keep his bike. He loved his bike. Uh, uh, nope, no idea. Never found it. <laughs> Robert Force is just like, nope. Hops in the van and drives <laughs> That's off. That's all he says. Nope. <laughs> Did he have a bike? No. Uh, so yeah, then they uh, start just drinking and talking about a fate worse than death. If they ever have a, you know, get uh, paralyzed or something, I want you to pull the plug on me. Me too. Me too. They basically signed a death pact. Yeah. Cause Don't they, worry. Because they live, you know, on the, on they live on the edge. Right, and yeah. if there's ever a sit, if there's ever a situation where they can't keep doing what they do, what they were born to do, there's just no point in being here, man. So I trust you guys to make sure. That's right, and I'm like, don't worry, it's not going to come up in this movie ever again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if later in this movie one of us is in the hospital, <laughs> like say thirty to forty minutes of screen time from now, yep, yep, I'm in, I'm in, I want out of this movie. <laughs> which when we get to that scene there is stuff to discuss oh yes oh yes um, i have i have a lot of notes about that scene uh so so yeah then uh after making the death pact uh the, we cut to the setup for the next stunt and uh some guy just walks up out of the crowd and is talking to paulie and he's like hey man hey man you ever seen a guy bust a beer can with his nose Oh god! I hate when some scrawny dude with a big orange poof of hair just shows up and ruins the movie. <laughs> That's right. 
hey bobby i got the money yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah this guy is something else so he's like hey i'm tough like you guys watch this he's like hitting himself in the face yeah. And then like, yeah, that's great, kid. We need someone to bust a can a beer can with their nose. We'll let you know. Yeah. And as he's walking away, he sees some broken like uh bottle glass on the ground, picks up a piece, like, hey, check this out, and starts geeking it. <laughs> and uh, he responds to that well, that's great, kid. You got a good dentist. Yeah. <laughs> Polly is not impressed. <laughs> I love Polly. Yeah. Then uh, Glenn starts setting up. Um, oh, that's right. He like pulls down like a quarter mile down the street or whatever to you know set up for the next big stunt. But then uh, pull up wrong alongside comes. Uh, yes. Yeah, say what was she driving? She wasn't driving her yellow sports car, was she? No, because yeah, it was still had, being fixed. Yeah, she had something like gray or something. Yeah. Anyway, nice. it's, it's the reporter BJ. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle plot twist: she's a car thief. Right. Oh shit! <laughs> that that car that was broken down at the gas station wasn't even hers. Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! There you go. <laughs> but I love though that she doesn't seem to notice that he's working right now. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, can you give me a ride to the the uh uh oh my god the stage or whatever?" And it's like, "You mean a hundred feet in front of us?" Yeah, sure, whatever. Also, what about the car you just drove? Yeah. In? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to drive it. It wasn't mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know whose it is. I think it was Greg's. Oh. I gotta lose it. I've had it for too long. They're gonna figure out that it's gone. <laughs> and, yeah, she, and this is great because he fucking death proofs her. Yeah, exactly. He's like, all right, make sure you put the full harness on, click it in, click it in. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino did like this movie. Yeah. And then we get the the three whistles, the signal from the director. And it up. He, you know, he's picking up speed and she's getting terrified while she's strapped in passenger seat of this car. She's like, hey, slow down. This is too much. And when they cut to like the speedometer, he's doing like 60. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right. And you're screaming for your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're approaching freeway speed. <laughs> but yeah, he hits the ramp. It <laughs> just rolls that fucking car right over with her inside. Like, Roll credits, insane. guys. What do we think? No. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn? Be but careful man. when you're hitchhiking out there in San Luis Obispo. Because <laughs> this might happen. But yeah, can you imagine though? You ask your friend to give you a ride. He does, and then he flips the car on purpose. <laughs> I mean, he is at work. I mean, I mean, I've actually been <laughs> where that damn near happened, but <laughs> this is only because he was trying to be a jackass and. It almost really worked. Oh, no. But anyway, maybe he was a fan of this movie. Who knows? <laughs> Had to be. Yep. So then we cut uh, back to his hotel room. Um, and uh, uh, Judy, the producer's wife or whatever, and the star of the movie, we found out. <laughs> the star of the movie. Uh, she's just waiting in Glenn's room and is like, hey there, sailor. What's up? And uh, he's <laughs> like, uh, what the hell are you doing here? I thought you uh, were married. And he's like, I am. Anyway, I was banging your brother, too. So, you know, I just want to see if it runs in the family, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and Forrester, of course, gives us the big speech. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you uh, grab your shit and get out? <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, we just cut to a naked chick painted on a tailgate. Yeah. And... Good painting. All right. Yeah. If only around the side of a van, it'd be even more grand. Oh, yeah. But uh, 
and said, yeah, I, I think it's like the back of Polly's truck or something. Uh, I, I forget who's cleaning or whatever, but uh, Glenn walks up and he's basically like, hey, where's that uh, harness my brother was wearing when he died? Like, oh, I thought you had it or something. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, the, it, it's in the, the rig van or whatever. You can go get it yourself. No, it's it's not in there. Well, it was just in there this morning. I saw it. Yeah. All right. Well, somebody took it then. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, then, and then we go to a garage where uh the the stunt coordinator guy richard glinch uh what's his name pete pete that's right uh him and some other guy are like lo- loading what appeared to be like a piece of log into the middle of a, a car right uh we like find out oh it's like a charge or whatever because they're gonna yeah. like use it to like flip the car or whatever yeah i remember uh i saw that for the first time in a behind the scenes for the movie the rock Ooh. Where uh, there's a there's a scene with like a runaway bus in San Francisco. Yeah, it's the and, the streetcar. Uh, yeah, right. oh, it's the opening, car. right? And, yeah, and they did that exact piston uh, gimmick. You know, they they rigged up that whole thing. I remember going, "Oh, that's how they do that." When I was, you know, back when The Rock came out, when I was, I don't know, ten. Right. <laughs> yeah, they launch it like thirty feet in the fucking air. Like, well, that's pretty cool. There's just a big old metal piston that just goes boom and sends you flying into the air. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Glenn walks up and he's talking to the stunt coordinator and he's like, hey, you still planning on doing that stunt? I'll do it for 15. And I'm like, is it 100,000? It's It's got to be 100. It's 1977. There's <laughs> $15. 15,000 is like, you know, two houses back then. $15. <laughs> 15 I'll do it. I don't know. 15 is kind of steep. I mean, I'll do it for 10. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, yeah, the reporter chick, she like runs into him and we, we get some uh, exposition of like, oh, yeah, we, you, you were on another set and came here for less money. And uh, apparently you were also a college professor. And I'm like, of what subject? Stunts. <laughs> Stunts. It was a thing in the 70s. Look, yeah, you, you, you got to get at least one PE credit to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can either climb this rope or jump from it. <laughs> I'll take the jump <laughs> I love that idea. I'm just like, all right, class, today we're jumping through this window. <laughs> you, you can either uh, play dodgeball or uh, get launched from this giant inflatable balloon thingy into, <laughs> into a wall. Mr. Forrester, are we going to open the window first? Come on, kid. <laughs> it's cold outside. Yeah. Gotta get a, gotta get a breeze in here. Wearing shorts. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, uh, I think she also mentioned like, oh yeah, and uh, Pete Lustig, the coordinator for this movie, he has a history of people dying on set. And I'm like, then he wouldn't have a fucking job, right? Right. Nobody would hire him. And of course, because Pete Lustig is Richard Lynch, I'm like, see, I told you, you couldn't trust that son of a bitch. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so then we get to the next stunt, and uh, we he sees two cars chasing each other. They're uh, you know trading paint a little bit, kind of. You know, off the road and then back on, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was going to say real uh, Fast and the Furious stuff going on here. This is oh, yeah. Like Dom Toretto hitting the sandwich truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, again, you, you brought up Death Proof, like the end of Death Proof there towards the end when they're just trading paint. Yeah. But, like, I've always said to people about Tarantino is he's a cover band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, huh? like, everything Tarantino's done has been from a movie he liked. Oh, and absolutely. He, and he, he doesn't hide it, which I appreciate. 
Like he's oh, just yeah. like, oh yeah, no. That's why he usually has like the same actors and right. you know? uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. And and that, to be clear, like that's fun. I, I do not disparage that at all. I'm not saying therefore he's shit. But uh, I once had a guy at work who was you know talking movies with me, and he decried how like no one has any original ideas anymore. It's like Tarantino's the only one. I'm like, uh, uh, I'm about to ruin your day, buddy. I got some movies <laughs> made before 1985 to show you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just it. like, uh, Bobby, you know, he has a podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, heard yeah. It, but, but, oh, uh, it's fan. It's, it's actually pretty fantastic. Like I've, it's, I've, a, it's uh, about feet, right? I mean, mostly, but there's okay, also some things it. about movies involved too. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it the, the movie petty, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> he, he sits around a, uh, a pedicure shop talking about movies. Yeah. With his producer buddy, Roger Avery. And, uh, <laughs> and and Roger's daughter, uh, I forget her name, Felicity or some shit. Yeah, so did they. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I assume she does all the editing, and that's why she's on. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you were saying though about his podcast. Oh yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. But, but yeah, he goes into like uh, you know uh, most of them are yeah VHSs from the seventies and early eighties and stuff. But they're always like yeah like stunt heavy, and he like goes into like how this inspired him like with death proof and stuff like that. And, you know, Roger with the movies he's produced and stuff, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool, but it, you know, lo- loving these movies from the sixties and seventies and stuff that, you know, thanks to the grind bin introducing me to a lot of them. Uh, it's, it's a nice complimentary podcast, but the give the grind bin your money, not get QT. You'll be fine. He's doing fine. And yeah. he's got plenty. Yeah. Yeah. But we need your help. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're trading paint, but then they give the signal, and uh, Glenn, he pulls the car in front, hits the button, or like hits the brake or whatever that ignites the thing. Boom! And the car flips like eight fucking times. <laughs> yeah, which was a lot more than they were anticipating. In the earlier scene, he's like, how many flips can I get out of this thing? And he's like, I can give you about three. And he goes, can we get it to five? He's like, you don't want to go to five. And then the thing does like seven. Yep. <laughs> it's just like uh, Fast and Furious movies. Can we get to three? Can we get five? You don't want to go to five. Coming in May, Fast 10, Fast X, <laughs> whatever we're calling it. Fast, Fast X. X. That sounds like some kind of medicine. Right. Fast X, where they go to space to fight Jason. It's going to be great. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> you threatened my family. You, you see, you think I'm joking, but they're fighting Jason Momoa. Think about it. Oh, shit. You're right. Though, I mean, it's a perfect thing, because why does Jason kill? For family. Yeah. It all ties together. And I, but I like how, okay, so so the car rolls like eight times and everybody's like, oh shit, that's too many times. And the director's like, hold, give him another 15 seconds so we can get this on film. If he's dead, it's not going to matter. If he's dead, it's not going to matter. If he's hurt, 15 seconds won't kill him. Yep. All right, let's go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he like crawls out of there and like his buddy like pops his knee back into place. Ugh. Yeah, that was rough. He, he says like you know that it happens all the time. It's like a regular part of his life having <laughs> to pop his knee back in after a stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out at age forty, his knee fell off. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I'm about. I'm happens. turning forty in a couple months. My knee's ready to go. I'm getting there. Jesus. <laughs> I say you are forty, but your knee hasn't fallen off yet. Not quite yet. The yeah. dog is doing his damnness to help fulfill that prophecy. Sure is. Though. He's like checking me, and uh, anyway. Um, running around with a wrench in his teeth, just sneaking up on you. <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't see you there. Bink. He doesn't Bam. need a wrench. He's 60 pounds of flopping legs. 
Um, <laughs> I just imagined you saying that in like the 70s action movie trailer voice. 60 pounds of flopping legs. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie does Dallas 3. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut to Robert Forrester going, uh-huh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's nice. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, but uh, so yeah, pops a knee back in. He's walking with the other stunt people, and then uh, the geek guy Dave comes back, and he's like, "Hey guys, oh that was really cool, really cool. Hey, punch me!" <laughs> like what? Pretend <laughs> my arms are behind my back and just give me a punch. All right. And he ends up like just like slapping him or whatever, like finger punch or whatever he says, and uh, and he goes, "Oh, oh!" And it's like the whole thing rolls plants face first into the ground. <laughs> You know when people are filming a movie, you could just run up to them and be like, somebody punch me in the face. (laughs) How is this guy allowed on set? Exactly. Like, get a hold of your production, guys. Like, you can't (laughs) just have this this asshole running in being like, watch what I can do after every scene. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, basically they're like walking away because he's like, oh, that was fucking dumb. Whatever. Like, (laughs) he does a hell of a job though selling that punch though because he takes a punch to the jaw and he like oversells the stumble he's doing like the the luau dance for a second yeah. <laughs> and, uh, spins around once and then lands face first on the pavement everyone's like whoa kid <laughs> like, you know you're supposed to protect yourself a little bit right uh, like i'm a, like i'm a big pro wrestling fan if you imagine some kids like i can do a wrestling you know and then just like jumps through a table or some shit like kid there are there are ways that you do this you know there's you gotta learn how to do it correctly that's right you gotta build the anticipation there's gotta be a story (laughs) it didn't even tuck his chin (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah basically some people are like hey you know give him a job or give him a break or whatever like all right fine can you wash it (laughs) all right you're washing stuff (laughs) congratulations when do i get paid (laughs) you don't I assure you, it's where we all started washing other people's stuff, right? <laughs> and then, uh, then we cut back to the uh, the chopper garage, or you know, the hangar, or whatever. And Glenn goes to check out the chopper and the little hitch thing, and he's uh, checking out. And then, of course, the reporter pops out around the corner. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "It's a jump scare every time," right? <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I figured you would come here eventually. Are you suspecting sabotage?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the, they they suspect it might be you know uh, was it uh, Richard Lustig? Lynch. Yeah, yeah. And like it's, uh, finally, someone in this movie went, "It's probably that guy. He's Richard Lynch, isn't he?" Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> like oh shit, that guy is Richard Lynch. God, like, <laughs> yeah, he's probably it. Like oh shit, that that's really obvious. I can't believe I didn't right? pick up on that. It's got to be Richard. That's Lynch. like that's like Ed Harris being the bad guy in Geostorm. Who knew? But was he? Wait, Willem Dafoe's in this movie? <laughs> there were or, so uh, many bad guys in Geostorm. Michael Ironside. Yeah. Damn, it could be anyone. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be an amazing thing in a movie. It's just you cast it with nothing but guys who are often revealed to be the villain. Yeah, I, I, I think they actually... I swear there was a movie where that was like the whole thing. Like It was like, yeah, Michael Ironside and like like all the people that are always bad guys. And it's like... So who's the hero? I don't know. You have to watch the movie to find out. Like and got one. <laughs> See, I want I want to do a movie like that, and it just turns out it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, right. Oh hell yeah! Look around, baby. <laughs> Mark See, like, Strong falling in love with somebody at a coffee shop. The, the trailer is going to make it look like a suspenseful thriller, maybe horror action, and then that's going to be like our opening title music. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like. 
So when does the demon come in? <laughs> uh, so yeah, then we cut to the next scene. Or the next stunt uh, setup they're doing. And it's one of those, uh, the giant inflatable bags next to, I don't know, some sort of uh, lo- like a, like a mill? lumber mill or something. I don't know what, but... Uh... Grain mill, lumber, some sort of mill. Big tall building with no windows made of wood. Yeah, yeah. And the scariest elevator in the world. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> Guys, I don't think that was an elevator. I think it's just normally there's like, like the wood grain. or whatever being lifted up. Yeah. There. yeah. Oh, it was like a lift. It wasn't uh, meant for people. Yeah. Uh, so for anybody who who out there hasn't seen the movie yet, doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's basically just um, like a conveyor belt with some like metal shelving scoops. sort of scoops. Yeah. And they just stand on it and write it up like 10 stories. Yeah. It's like oh. something out of those like side scrolling NES games. there's one little platform just wide enough to fit mario that goes up to the top of the screen yeah make sure you jump off before you get to the other side otherwise you're pulling down oh i'm pretty sure i've fallen off of this thing in teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, turtles in time a bunch of times oh yeah (laughs) oh guys before we we uh see uh uh oh my god chuck uh you know bruce glover going to the top here we miss a very important scene (laughs) Because he goes back to his uh, his van, da, 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 da. and uh, his uh, his lady, who's also a stunt woman, or you know, a stunt woman. Yeah. Uh, she's like, "Hey, uh, how about a nooner?" Ooh, <laughs> He's okay. like, "Well, I got ten minutes. Y'all let's do this." this. <laughs> I'm like, "All right, let's make that baby." <laughs> and he's Hold like, on. "Whoa, what? 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 <laughs> trying to get established here? You know, I'm trying to be a responsible married man." Yeah, you said after this one we could have a baby. So Ooh, about uh, that. Yeah, uh, she's like, you... so well, I'm off the pill. And he's like, You're what? What? <laughs> I don't want to make a little crispin to run around here and star in movies for decades. <laughs> Set couches on fire and shit. I don't know. Sniff people's hair. <laughs> totally normal. Okay, totally normal. Uh, yeah, so they're having this like like a little dramatic, like oh, I don't want to do it, blah blah blah. I want to make sure we're safe, blah blah blah. But then uh, towards the end of the scene, he starts like goofing around a little bit, and of course gets her to laugh and like, haha, I'm off the hook. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, I mean, that's how it works, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hold on, real quick, and he does a quick prat fall, and she giggles. He's like, there we go, we're good now. <laughs> Made you laugh. <laughs> you can't be mad at me. You laughed. Yeah. So yeah, then uh, they we get a quick rundown of the scene where it's basically like. All right, we're gonna have uh, you know one of you guys on the top uh, pretend to be the sniper or whatever, and the other three like rappelling down on these ropes. Yeah. Um, they're kind of dressed like the squad from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're in like the the navy blue jumpsuits with the hats, and they're rappelling down the side of this big mill. Bruce Glover is supposed to be on the roof, and they've inflated the big crash pad because that's the stunt. He's gonna do the big the big fall off the roof bit and land on the big pillow. Yeah, but instead he's uh he's looking down at that bag, and he has like a little omen or something. He just you know sees the first person perspective. Of, I assume it's somebody dropping a camera off the side of the building. That's <laughs> how you do it back then, <laughs> right? <laughs> Get that cheap camera that doesn't work right and just <laughs> throw it off the edge. Uh, but yeah, so he's like uh, uh, he, he goes to Glenn. He's like, hey, Glenn, um, how about um, uh, you wanna you wanna trade spots? I I got a bad feeling about this. I'm afraid you're gonna die. Right. And then yeah, oh yeah, we also uh well well um what's his nuts? Uh uh 
Bruce Lover is having his his thing. Dave is just on a ladder, I don't know, cleaning the side of the building or something. And uh, he notices he's by the, the big bag or whatever. And he's like, hey, guys, watch this. And like jumps back with the ladder onto the bag. And everybody's like, you stupid son of a bitch. It's going to take us half an hour to reset that bag. Fuck you. Get off my fucking lot. That's right. I mean, they're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah they're not absolutely. Right. They're wrong. This... this kid's a fucking asshole. Like, what are we doing? Why is he allowed to be here? Yeah. Yep. But uh, while everybody's distracted with that shenanigans, somebody's greasing up that rope. No, you know, the, the rope they're going to yes. be repelling on later. <laughs> Literally, not figuratively. <laughs> In, <laughs> not, we're not over here greasing the rope. That's right. Insert that noise with an ominous soundtrack, and that's what's going on the screen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so yeah, then, then Chuck like, talks to Glenn, like, hey, let's switch. And he's like, all right. <laughs> so, then we, uh-huh. <laughs> so then we get to the stunt and uh you know they're they're doing their thing you know firing their rounds and blah 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 and like action and all that shit's going on and, and then uh, suddenly bruce glover's like somewhat buttered my rope <laughs> and, and the thing is like with the buttered rope or whatever like if he's holding that thing he'd still be going down the rope it looked like he like jumped away from the building or whatever <laughs> Yeah. Now the, yeah. the prospect of fatherhood spooked him so bad he took yeah. his own life. <laughs> he killed himself. He found himself an exit strategy. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> he's like, you know what? They can believe this was an accident. I'm out of here. Good. And then, oh man, we got two dummy drops. Is it my birthday? Oh my god. The only way this could have been better is if we got a dummy drop inside the Madonna Inn. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> Just splashing the fountain, <laughs> and then a van drives through the wall for no reason. Hell yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty dope getting another dummy drop there. And again, we follow it all the way to the ground. It hits like a sandbag. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, then, you can see then, the the button eyes and everything. It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you see a little bit of sand shoot out the top yeah. of his head. Yeah. They 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 put a bunch of sand in a my buddy doll and threw it off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> hits the ground like I'm your best friend. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, My uh, name is Talking I... Tina, and you were going to die. Oh, no. uh, boom! <laughs> but uh, I thought this was pretty dope, though. Forster, obviously, you know, badass that he is, sees that something's gone wrong and just jumps off the roof onto the crash pad to get there quickly. Yeah, yeah. express elevator, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what's he gonna do? Ride that green elevator back down? Yeah, right. One way off this roof. Thing. Yeah, yeah. How did uh, <laughs> Bruce Glover get down after he had his omen or whatever? He just take the elevator back down. I want to see that shot. <laughs> Holding on to that thing, right? Oh, it, look, it, it seems so much faster going down than it does going up. Oh, but because the scoops are down, he has to he has to hang upside down, so he's got like head first going down. Oh, jeez! It's like the only way I can hold on. Shot. <laughs> oh shit yeah here we go uh but yeah so then uh yeah they go down and check him out and like yeah uh yeah get to the hospital chuck's paralyzed he's on a respirator and, and the docs are saying like he's never getting off that thing like he's pretty much gonna be uh be stuck in a hospital bed on a re- on a breathing apparatus with his eyes closed for the rest of his life uh who would have thought this would happen 
Right? Who could have right. seen? Who could have foreseen this? Who could have foreshadowed this even? Yeah. That but, the very character who gave a speech about this exact thing happening had it happened to him. Oh, so so yeah, they're they're all kind of like looking at each other as the doctor's like talking <laughs> and like, all right, which one of us is gonna do it? Like that kind of they looks. literally flip a coin. Yeah, they do the little coin flip or whatever, but then Forster like snatches it midair, like, oh, looks like you lose. I got this. And one. just said tails, because he's just he, he volunteered to do it. Yeah. This this is where I have a big problem. Oh, please, please go, uh, Bobby. Th- that's not how pulling the plug works. No. What? Because he basically he, flipped he, a light switch. Yeah. He walks in the room. He he says a few things to uh to Bruce Glover. You know, he explains <laughs> the situation to him real quick. He's like, Yeah, you're you're all messed up. <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, and uh so I'm I'm here to end you. Yeah. And I, w- I was waiting to see like Bruce Glover like start blinking really fast, like dur, 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 dur. <laughs> hold on, hold on, but, let's talk about this. <laughs> but yeah, he just lays it as like, remember that thing you said? Well, that happened. And uh you die for his paralyzed. You never leave in this bed. So we're gonna guys like us, this isn't the life we live. So uh, I'm gonna do what I would do for anybody. Bye. Do what I promised you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he said he said something like that at the end. I'm just like, bye, buddy, or like, you know, does it keep it easy? What the hell was that? <laughs> keep it sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he says, uh, "Sweet luck, baby." Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you were saying, though, uh, you hear him just like hit a like switch, <laughs> you hear a click, and then he flatlines. And uh, okay, Bobby, when he flips the switch. Does the movie go to like black and white for like a half a second, or was it just? Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, they do Optimus yeah. Prime dying in the Transformers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like okay. He turns gray for a second. I was like, maybe it was a uh, I don't know interference or whatever from the streaming or whatever. But I was like, is that an art choice or great? <laughs> and they keep that flatline sound uh, super loud so that it bothers you to hear it. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. Like a solid minute. We're doing some filmmaking here, you know. You really are like, oh, you're horrified by the whole prospect. But to my point, though, what I was saying, but that's not how pulling the plug works. Um, you just killed a guy. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't matter what you promised each other. You can't just walk into a hospital room and kick the plug out of the wall. <laughs> you know, that's. I don't care how cool you guys were. Yeah, that's murder, Robert Forster. Yeah. Also, where are the nurses and the doctors and stuff? They're supposed to be listening for that very distinct beeping noise. No one comes running. He just sort of walks back out. He's just like, yeah. yeah he starts walking like the fucking Incredible Hulk or whatever, and like, <laughs> like fucking bitch, I can. No, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it should be like so, so. We cut to Forster in court. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's sitting there next in his jumpsuit. Guilty. <laughs> oh yeah, the like the German expressionism angles. <laughs> yeah, the really high. The really high table with the judge pointing down at him. The Dutch angles as he's walking through yeah. prison. Guys, stunts is a oh. prison drama now. Shadows of the bars when the cell closes, <laughs> and he just goes, "Uh huh, uh, that sucks." <laughs> oh well, and he goes and lays down. Yeah. No, instead, uh, yeah, he's walking away as it's beeping. We then cut to dancing at a bar. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's not just a bar. This is the bar at the Madonna Inn. Yeah, it is. And uh, his wife, uh, or uh, yeah, uh, Chuck's wife, Patty, 
uh, she's just drinking away, her and Polly, and uh, you know they have a little space. Like you don't know what it's like, man. You don't know what it's like. You don't. You don't know what it's like to love him. And he's like, hey, we had our time back then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a little fling. He knew what it was. Yeah, but yeah, causing a little bit of a scene. Oh, oh, please take it away, Bobby. I was gonna say that you know, she, as she's storming away, some dude. Some yeah. featured extra turns, and uh, he's like, "You getting tired of these Hollywood f words?" Yeah, and she punches that motherfucker out. That's I mean, right. she should. There she was should. like, "Bah yeah. fight!" Damn bah, right. Bah, bah. Oh, oh, that'd be great. Everyone just starts throwing chairs. Right. <laughs> the Madonna in gets trashed. Right. <laughs> so yeah, she basically whoops that dude's ass and then just like casually leaves. Well, you know, drunkenly stumbles away. I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine the bartender going for the phone and going, "Hey, she's dealing with something." Yeah, she, <laughs> you know she, she's going through it. I'll give yeah, her some space. Yeah, the like bar backs going for the phone, and the uh, bartender's like, "Stop!" No, don't she's worry. It. She's been through <laughs> enough. Yeah. It's been a rough day. All right, <laughs> that guy's unconscious. Yeah, I know a guy who's worse than unconscious. Let's just let's just let her go. But uh, this is where I first started adding in my notes. You guys, uh, shut this production down. Yes, you already have so many deaths. Like, no, <laughs> like, how is no one, how are the police not here? How is, how is this production allowed to continue? Get Mr. Crown on the phone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so we, that night, uh, Glenn, he goes and uh, checks out the mill or whatever, and uh, the reporter's there, too, and again, she's like, oh, I, th- I figured you'd be out here looking at things, but um, that's what I'm doing. I just have no idea what the fuck I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, like, yeah, he's, like, checking the rope or whatever, and I I couldn't even tell if he, like, knew that it was buttered or whatever. Like, maybe it, like, evaporated over the course of the day or something, because right. he's kind of feeling it, but he doesn't, like, mention anything. This rope tastes like butter. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's even greasier than usual. Oh, maybe this was Polly's rope. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, uh, reporter chick, she's like, well, you know what this means. The person was trying to kill you, but you had switched the last minute or whatever. And he's like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do about it? You going to call the police and blah blah? He's like, nope. We take care of our own. Yep. Because that's how <laughs> men don't call the cops, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need more trouble here. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, they go to the bar at the Madonna Inn. Uh, she orders like a bottle of tequila and two glasses, and uh, we see Polly walking off with some girl he got uh, on the dance floor. I mean, Bobby, what happens? He, the man is irresistible. This Polly on the dance floor. <laughs> and uh, sorry, my, my phone just dropped my notes. Oh, no. <laughs> I was ready to go on it too. Uh, please go ahead. I, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Polly. Uh, you know, he walks out with this girl. They get in the back of the van. And he's like, "Hey, yes. you, you ever made love on a water be- bed in a van or something?" Well, that's like right. That? That's this scene. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, surprise, a motherfucker opens up the back with a shotgun. Right? Oh, uh, we th- we're sure Polly's gonna buy the farm right about now. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what a twist. It was some random dude we've never seen before right? killing everybody. Fucking Terminator <laughs> style now. He doesn't have time for subtlety. He's looking for Sarah Connor. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and Polly's like, hey, well, hold on, man. Hold on. I didn't know about you. Wait a second. You know, and uh, and he, he puts a pillow over his own face, just kind of whimpers for a second. And then the dude fires the shotgun, but it hits the waterbed. And the water rushes out the back of the van. 
<laughs> oh yeah, it's so so uh the straight arrow. Yeah. But the well, one that... bit pops. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and now he's shifted from being afraid for his life to being really pissed off that he fucked up his water pit. Yeah. And, I, and I'm also like, also, that was a shotgun. There's like shrapnel in your leg or something that close. Like, it's just right. kind of sprays at that point. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know. <laughs> uh, Shenanigans. So then, uh, you know, Glenda, I don't, I don't know, takes uh, uh, takes what's her name? It's BJ up to her room or whatever. She's drunk. Basically ends up like fireman carrying her towards the end. <laughs> And then we cut to morning uh, with waves crashing on a beach and they're talking and I'm like, oh, so wait, did they fuck or what? I, I assume. I think so. I think that was the implication. So we took advantage of a drunk BJ. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. I mean, or, or rather, I should say. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't had a drunk BJ? I mean. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, you ain't lying, lady. <laughs> we'll go ahead and say most bjs are done drunk yeah and uh i don't know about you guys but i could say it's never been anyone's best work <laughs> both sides whiskey dick yeah, is exactly. strong <laughs> I, I i don't want i'm not gonna get too detailed here but i do remember some person whose name i don't remember that i met at a party uh and that ended with both of us just kind of laughing it off like yeah maybe not <laughs> you know, like, you uh, see me next week. See, we're in the same yeah. mood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you're right. This was a bad idea. Let's both go back downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, your it? early 20s. Am I right, kids? Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 uh, yeah. You, you days. <laughs> live and learn and then get loves. That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah, they're walking there on the beach, and it's like obvious voiceover because you don't even hear the waves crashing. It's just them talking and stuff. <laughs> but you know, it's better that way. Uh, but yeah, basically, uh, BJ, she's like, "I'm worried about you. This, this, you know, you can't, you know, you, uh, you've taught me so much over the past couple of days." He's like, like what? Well, you, you can't BS a stunt. Either it works or it doesn't. And and he's like, "Well, that's cool." By the way, I can't promise this isn't like a one night thing, so don't get too clingy. Right? Not that kind of guy. Uh, so then we cut to a scene where they're like reviewing the dailies or whatever with Pete, the uh, the coordinator guy, and uh, you know they're watching. You know they watch uh, Bruce Glover fall to his death a couple of times from all different angles, all ready spliced together. That was nice of him. And um, <laughs> and uh, so then they turn to Pete and like, what happened? Yeah. I don't know what happened. And as I've written down, everybody starts fucking acting. <laughs> I don't know about I won an Academy Award for Red Flame. You don't know what you're talking about. I've seen people die. I don't know what happened. Ah, and it's like waiting for to go on to like, that's why I drink so damn much. And I'm like, that's why yeah. you don't have a job as a stunt coordinator. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, you can't put this one on me. So. So the, and then he like storms out or whatever, and there's like, well, that didn't solve anything. <laughs> that accomplished that nothing in this movie. Yeah, no way. No way. <laughs> so then we cut to uh, an actual acting scene, not even stunt a stunt scene, <gasps> just crosswalk. We, we got the star Judy or whatever with some other dude just walking across the street talking <laughs> with another grind bin favorite, Mister Boom, making a cameo. Love it. Just just like, poking in real quick to see if he can help. 
Yeah, it was so close to the, the talking to. It's like there's no way that's cropped out of the shot from the camera. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, then a car just comes in on two wheels, Woo! you know, and sliding on in and rolls over. And uh, Dave comes out. He's like, "Hey, did you guys see me? I got like a hundred yards, man." And they're like, "God damn it, kid!" <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch that was a 600 hundred dollar car and i'm like get the fuck out of here well it's 1977 <laughs> yeah so 600 hundred dollar car is what like 40 grand now what's yeah what's the inflation on that like i don't, I don't think it, i don't think we can afford one of those right <laughs> uh so yeah they're like all right well yeah you fucked up and uh wasted like a whole day of shooting here so uh clean up this fucking wreck and there were, and I'm assuming they're gonna throw him like a blanket party or something later and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> what a scene that was! Right, <laughs> Kubrick, you hack. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and uh, we also like the producer guy, uh, Blake or whatever. He's chasing down Glenn. He's like, I heard Jeff fired Pete. He's like, Yep. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You're not the fucking producer. Blah blah blah. He's like, So you want the gag or not? All right, buddy, I see what you're doing here. All right, yeah, let's do that stunt. Yeah, yeah, you're in charge now. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, uh, 600 bucks and 77 is three grand now. Woo! Oh, so I can get a brand new car that's death proof for three grand, you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were saying it was new. <laughs> but, uh, but that they spent the equivalent of someone saying, like, I just paid three grand for this fucking car, man. I got to pay another three to get another one. But yeah. also the inflation on cars has risen even more than the inflation on like money. Oh yeah. That's true. So, so you really that, that car's car like a thirty-five thousand dollar car. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's yeah, just my... basic, you know, month dollar inflation would put it at three grand. They're charging thirty-five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kids, go to a used car lot. I'm sure there's still a few around. Say all that best I can do is six hundred and see what they say. Dude, they'll my, take the water out of your fucking hand. My ninth, I I looked it up. My 1996 Honda Accord I bought in 2004 for five grand is now worth seven thousand hmm. dollars. I should have kept it. Oh, I do have. It. I do have, have it. it. I drive it. <laughs> you could sell it for seven. You made a profit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, Bobby. Uh, she can't get another car for seven grand. Right. Oh, Especially right. There's that... there's your problem. Yeah, it uh, it still gets thirty five miles a gallon, and it only has like two hundred thirty thousand miles on it. Or something. Low mileage. Yeah. It's officially a vintage vehicle now. Yeah. Wow. He put like four grand in repairs in it a couple of years ago to get it running again. Yeah, and it <laughs> yeah, it ain't going nowhere. It costs you what? A forty bucks a month to insure. Yeah, it's like sixty seven bucks a year for us to register it. Why would I get rid of that car? Right. See, that's that's what I'm doing right now with my car. You know, I've, it, I it, it's about ten years old now, and uh, oh, so it's brand new. Basically, it counts as a new car, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna drive it until it will not drive anymore. Yeah, no, drive the wheels off of it, guys. Everybody out there, if you have a vehicle that's paid for that, like, can physically keep going and be registered, just keep it going. It'll cost you less to just do the repairs here and there as it needs it. Yeah. So one of the like best advice I got from car guys that was actually really good advice is like. When you have a big repair coming up on like a car, an older car, ask yourself, would I pay that price for this car right now with that fixed, with everything else that's wrong with it? That's a good and way of looking at things. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then it's worth doing it. If the answer is no, it's not worth the seven grand to fix the transmission or whatever, then it's time to let it go. Yeah, that's fair. 
There you go. Uh, speaking of letting it go, <clears throat> let it go <laughs> look at that. Let it go. Right? Uh, we see uh, Judy. She's a, uh, or you know, we see Polly. He's uh, hanging out on his motorcycle. He's got a couple girls, uh, you know, hanging out or whatever. And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you can take the front and you can take the back, and we'll take you both back to Madonna Inn." But then, uh, and, then and then you can take the front and the back again. Yeah. yeah. You ever had an Italian <laughs> sandwich? <I don't> know. <laughs> But uh, but then uh, the producer's wife Judy, she comes walking up and is like, "Hey, stud, you taking me out of here?" And he's like, "Bitches, leave!" And uh, <laughs> I'll come back for you later. <laughs> no, yeah, he's basically like, "Yeah, just wait here. I'll be right back." Uh, old friend of mine, and you know, they drive off on a motorcycle or whatever, because you know Judy just loves that drama. And then uh, yeah, he just wheelies out of there. And uh, the producer, uh, Blake, he calls up Jack again, you know, Mr. Crown. And he's basically like, uh, yeah, fantastic. Again, she, he's got the, the two chicks and blah, blah, blah. And it's fantastic. <laughs> this is where Glenn also mentions, like, uh, I think to like one of the other guys, like, or the reporter chick maybe is like, uh, oh, yeah, there was this piece of paper that I found in the latch in the chopper. Like, it's a very subtle thing, but yeah, it won't latch if there's a piece of paper in the way. And uh, so it means it was somebody that was really close to the stunt. Hmm, could be anybody. We then cut to the next stunt. <laughs> and uh, where there's just uh, people set up around this giant barn. And uh, they're like, put on a bunch of gear. Like, oh, okay. they're Oh, that's like fire gear. Okay, they're going to set this bitch on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, got a little... we're, doing, we're doing the full body burn, the old Kane Hodder. That's right. Uh, we got a little two minutes of air air tank, and uh, yeah, they started uh, setting this like. Oh, and even uh, the stunt coordinator guy, uh, R- Richard Lynch, he's like, "Oh yeah, this thing's like bone dry. There's a wind factor. Uh, like this is, I mean, we can do this, but uh, you know, there might be some variables you want to keep an eye on, kind of thing." And I'm just like, "Weren't you fired? <laughs> what are you doing here?" Yeah. That's the control they have over this production, just like fucking Dave the idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we fired him four times. He keeps coming back. It's like when Fred Flintstone tries to throw out the cat. <laughs> Look, you can't fire slave labor. Dave is free labor. <laughs> <He's> free, <laughs> he just keeps showing up and doing things. Yep. Yeah. But they told uh, they told Richard Lynch you're fired. He's like, all right, I'll set up the fire gag. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Wait, what? He just went over and set fire to a barn real quick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a big part of this thing is like, all right, we're gonna set it on fire, and then you got like 15 seconds to come out, roll around, blah blah blah, and then we're just gonna blow the thing, and then we'll come and you know, douse you or whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sounds and good. he gives the signal. He's letting uh, he's letting the assistants on set. No, was it BJ that's actually handling the uh, extinguishing, or was it Patty? I think it was Patty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, it had to be Patty. I don't know why the fuck BJ would have been there. Yeah, yeah. But he's <laughs> she, she, she was keeping David Bay or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BJ's holding onto Dave's ankle so he can't run in and be like, "Check out this car stuff crashed through the bar." Hey guys, look at me light a cigarette. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he tells you know the signals when I drop and roll, you run up. You know, so don't don't run into the shot until I hit the ground. Yeah, and I love it. Like when they're suiting him up, they basically put like a Michael Myers mask on him. It, it's funny it looks like they made a richard lynch michael myers mask yeah yeah it was like a richard lynch one they just bleached out like they did the shatner mask for halloween <laughs> and the uh and i was like where's the slasher movie with this like the 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 fire burn suit and the oversized head of the richard lynch face 
Oh, maybe, but, maybe, um, maybe that's the red flame they were talking about. Oh, hell yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I always love that too. When As far as like, much like dummy drops, I love when they do full body burns in movies. Oh, yeah. Because the only way to do it safely and practically, you need to pad out the actor a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, it makes sense. So if you look at like the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, uh, toward the end, Nancy sets Freddy on fire in the basement and he chases her up the stairs. But suddenly he's built like a linebacker. Yeah, suddenly Freddy's suddenly 280 it's, it's, pounds. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Thick boy Freddy is trying to get up the stairs. <laughs> he's six foot six all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, uh, he's built like Jason all of a sudden. Yeah, right. <laughs> wait, am I watching? What are the, wait, yeah, this is a nightmare movie. Okay. <laughs> and that's what happens here. He's, he's all, he's, you know, every part of him is thick. Like he's in a dog attack suit. He's wearing this giant Michael Myers mask. Yeah, so yeah, he comes out, he's you're doing the spin like, ah, oh, I'm on fire, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the the whole, the barn lights up like a just fucking 4th of July, just just a blaze. Oh, yeah. And 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 uh, Paulie, uh, he goes into the barn with, uh, uh, with Glenn all suited up, because he's like doing the countdown and everything. Um, he's, he's like walking, because, you know, it's hard to walk in when you, when you have like 150 pounds of uh, sure. firefighter gear. And you can't and, really hear in there either. So you want to make sure someone's there to be like, and go, you know, and go like tap them on the back or whatever. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they set it on fire, but, uh, um, you know, we see him doing the coming out and doing the roll around thing. Polly's supposed to go out the back way where, you know, where they're not filming, but someone put a fucking door stop or whatever, <laughs> like in the door. <laughs> it's like an old Jallo movie. You just see gloved hands coming into frame, and, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. they're sticking like rubber stops into the door. Yep, and Paul, you hear Paulie like, "Hey, hey, I can't get out of here. What, what's going hey, what's, on? What's the big idea? Huh? Hey, I'm a burning here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a freaking fireman here. And then, boom, the fucking barn just explodes. And then, uh, yeah, everybody starts running in, and you know they start patting down Glenn, and you know does some whatever, and Glenn's just like looking around, like, "Hey, where's Paulie? Has anybody seen Paulie? Thought Paulie was supposed to be out here." It's a toasty, but uh, yeah, we then cut to the bar at the Madonna Inn. And uh, <laughs> how is this production not shut down? <laughs> just, <laughs> how are the police not involved? They know people are dying on the set. You at least have to have somebody come, like, I don't know, identify the body, notify the next of kin, that kind of shit. Oh, all oh, oh, next of kin are right here. We know. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. We're so we're back at the bar, Madonna in, and Glenn and the reporter they're talking, and uh, basically, <laughs> I, I I don't know if Glenn like handed the bartender a five and he gave him a bottle or what. You know, nineteen seventy seven. Am I right? But <laughs> but yeah, basically, then uh, he takes the bottle, walks away, and magically he's watching the sunset again, where uh, Walter and the dude <laughs> committed Donnie to the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the reporter comes pulling up in her sports car or whatever. They kiss. We then cut to the morning after, and uh, Glenn's, you know, again, it, like same situation, like in his brother's the that cave suite or whatever. And he's like, yeah. "Well, see a doll." Vroom, drives off on a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, the um, Blake or whatever. Uh, he's trying to get a hold of. Uh, Mr. Crown, you know, Jack or whatever, trying to shut the thing down, I assume. I don't know what. But um, 
his uh, his wife Judy or whatever comes in and she's like, "Oh, do you want me to call Daddy? I'm sure I can get a hold of him." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm sure he wants to hear anything from his whole daughter." Yikes! Uh, one second. Sushi is no longer willing to sit next to it and listen to us talk about an old movie. <laughs> he's he's going patty. All right. But so uh, she doesn't like this kind of talk. That's right. I will not have you be talking about whores in my presence. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, you know, Blake, he just like flips and just starts like smacking the shit ever. Uh, but then the scene cuts. Or, or, or that's right. He starts screaming, like, who else knows? Who else knows that you're whoring all around? And then uh, Glenn is asking Dave, like, uh, there's, hey, a, there's one question before he really flips out. Yeah. The thing that really makes flies him into a, a complete rage where he's like smashing the television with a golf club and then going after her. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, he goes, well, who aren't you fucking? And she goes, you. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the crowd goes, oh. <laughs> and, then, and then he rushes after her and you go, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want that. Yeah. Like, oh, that that took a turn. Oh, come on, man. She's busting your balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, then we cut to uh, Glenn. He's talking with Dave and he's like, hey, buddy, we're going to be doing this uh, stunt later. You uh, think you can drive on that two wheels again? Yeah, man, I think I did almost 200 yards the other day. And I'm like, wait. What 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 did he roll another car or what? <laughs> that's <laughs> he, all he's doing, man. He's he's like trying to do it on a golf cart or something. Like it's the only thing they'll give me the keys to. <laughs> you know, you know, because they were like twelve bucks back in nineteen seventy seven. So I'm not sure I trust Dave. I know we're running no. out of stunt people here, but like <laughs> that's, that's just it. Literally, everybody else has a job. Like, uh, Dave, uh, what are you up to? Yeah, Forrester's like, oh, Christ, I gotta use Dave. <laughs> it's gonna be you or Judy, but she has a black eye now, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, BJ, the reporter chick, she, uh, she, she, she sees Judy, like, I don't know, in the lobby or something? I don't know what, but, uh, basically, she goes to talk to her, and she puts it all together, like, what? It was Blake! He went crazy, and he's the one that's killing everybody because I've been fucking him or whatever. <laughs> well, she sees she sees Judy crying, and then you know Judy turns, and the light you know moves to reveal that like her her face is just half of it's bruised. Yeah, and so she grabs Judy by the shoulders and starts like throttling her back and forth until she tells us who the killer is. I'm like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Tell us who did it, you whore! You wait, what? No, BJ, calm down. <laughs> No, she doesn't say that, but but the intent is there. No, uh, so yeah, I thought so, it was gonna be like in like an airplane where they're, they're shaking the lady and slapping her, and then the next person comes in. Just a whole line trying to cure a, a hysterical woman. Yeah, we've all been there. Mm. I love you, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then we cut to the scene where they're, they're setting up the stunt. Again, the two wheel going to the out of the passenger window to the chopper, that whole thing again. And, yeah, we're uh, recreating the stunt that killed his brother. Right. This must be the climax. But, uh, but oh man, someone's messed with this one too. <gasps> <gasps> Son of a bitch. And they get up there and he's hanging. Um, and the reporter chick, she's like hopping in her sports car trying to get to set to say, tell everybody it's Blake. Uh, but he yeah, it was a, yeah, he gets hooked up there. The reporter gets there, uh, talks to the director, and is like, It's Blake, stop, stop the stun. Somebody's fucked it up. 
And he's like, and the director is like, no, 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 keep rolling. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, Blake, Blake's been killing everybody. And we see Blake like do a like, oh shit, super runaway. And he starts driving off. Uh, meanwhile, Robert Forster, he's hanging on the side of the helicopter still. And he's like, follow that car. And so we get this helicopter chasing this car along the highway one or whatever. And uh, just get, drops in the back of uh, Blake's car. It was convertible. Like, right, as the, right as the strut is detaching from the sabotage on the helicopter. Uh, oh, yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody keep an eye on this goddamn helicopter, please. Uh, how can people just walk up and unscrew shit on it? but yeah they timed it so that when it finally does drop he drops into the back of the convertible yeah and then yeah they start uh you know fighting a bit pull over pull over and of course (laughs) as luck would have it somebody's i don't know parked their mobile home or whatever across highway one was it like they were transporting a house yeah, it was like a house, like on the hitch of like a those car like wide load where like you put it on the back of a big flatbed so you can move your big house to a new location. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, basically, uh, you know, they pull, come around the corner. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to the road because there's you know fighting in the front seat. Uh, but yeah, basically, they go through the fucking house. <laughs> Well, Forster's not in the car anymore. Like, he, yeah, yeah. He so punched, he like bail, bailed he out of the side or whatever, right? Yeah. He punched out Blake and then he dove out of the car. Yeah. So but now Blake... the the driver's unconscious, barreling down a mountain road. <laughs> yeah. And then he uh, yeah runs into like a fucking tree or something, and the car just fucking explodes. Woo! Like immediately on impact. Like <laughs> like they replaced the engine with dynamite. That's right. It wasn't like into a bunch of barrels and the barrels didn't explode, but the car did or something like that. Or was that another movie we watched this weekend? <laughs> no, this was after it flies through the house. It just hits like the side of the mountain. You know, oh, the yeah. okay. It must have been another movie then. Oh, that's right. It was Scanners 3. That's right. Yeah, that's Scanners right. 3. Uh, a, fucking, a fucking tuk-tuk goes into like barrels of gasoline and the tuk-tuk Man. explodes, but the ga- the barrels untouched, unfazed. Really, an, an underrepresented franchise, all of those Scanner sequels. Dude, okay. Yeah. First like one's a classic. First one's a classic. The second one's not a bad little like film noir kind of take on it. I don't know, early 90s kind of trying to be noir. The third one is just fucking insane and I love it. And then you get into like Scanner Cop. <laughs> you know, and then you go you go a couple sequels into that. Yeah, I, I, yeah maybe we gotta do that one next. I don't know. Scanner Cop. Hey, buddy. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, boom. Uh, fucking Blake's dead. You know, body count of this movie's like up to 12 or something now. Um, and the BJ, she pulls up in her car. Her and uh, Glenn hug. The end. I <laughs> love when movies do this. It's just like the bad guy dies and they just go, well, that's done. And the credits roll. No, no credits either. Just the end. And you hear him say like, uh, well, that's the perfect ending. Yeah. Just like in the movies done <laughs> which is weird because it's like they turned to us and went this was a movie right like, yeah i know <laughs> so yeah guys that's uh that's fucking stunts man bobby would you recommend this movie oh big time i, I loved this movie i had such a great time i can't believe that it's uh kind of a lost film still 
like yeah. there's no there's no blu-ray release of it it's you know like you, you gotta you gotta dig through places like tubi to find a copy yeah and, and the the tubi like it's a decent vhs rip like there's only yeah, a couple they, they of scenes the, where it's like out of focus off the vhs tape before they recorded this yeah 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 they found a new copy of vhs and then uploaded it to tubi yeah it's pretty nice but uh babe how about you would you recommend this movie Absolutely. Yeah, this movie's fun. Yeah. If you like stunts, if you like vans, if you like the Madonna in, oh. if you like the dog punching Stephen the nuts over and over again. Hell yeah. Which is yeah. what he's currently trying to do. Yep. The dog's Look. auditioning to be a stunt person. Hosting <laughs> a podcast while beating up Dave here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes i know i know you yeah, can lick your own balls that's great buddy steve you're definitely the dave of that household <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh but yeah guys yeah watch this movie it's on tubi it's on uh what i say plex uh, amazon prime just give it a gander it's it's worth your time if look it's not just a clever title if you like stunts this is a movie for you oh yeah like, because, like, that's, I mean, the whole point of this movie was to feature stunt work. And yeah. uh, and they do it all, because it's back in the day when you couldn't fake any of that shit. You had to just send somebody out there willing to do it. Yeah, the, the equivalent of CGI in this movie is, like, the uh, ten frames of black and white they have when uh, they flip the switch on, uh, yeah. on Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Before he gives his uh, matrix of leadership to Hot Rod. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got the touch uh so yeah <laughs> oh if that had played as chuck died <laughs> uh so yeah uh on that note we're gonna take a quick commercial break <gasps> oh we come back though mm-hmm. we have more beer what fun facts <gasps> and what we learn from oh stunts 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 Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits? Buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. And then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag. No big whoop. Yeah, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at WWTT Podcast. Who the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh, yeah, see you soon. Wave at microphone. 
everybody. This is Jason. And Jeff. And Blake. And we're the History of Bad Ideas podcast. And if you like hearing uh, geeks talk about Fisto from He-Man. Or zombies or dragons or zombie dragons. I was given copy to read, but it's a piece of crap. So if you just like any geek or any fun stuff, just listen. We drop every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Tangent Bound Network, or WeBeGeeksPC.com. Oh, God, I'm out of here. And remember to wear a coat. Hey, this is Brendan Steer, the director of The Velocipaster, and you're listening to Everything I Learned From Movies. And we're back. Oh, my God, Steve, this is the greatest ads that ever added. In the history of adding. Ah, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. Oh, I'm still quite sober. I feel like I've been in a burning barn for 15 seconds. (laughs) I'm on fire here. (laughs) Somebody open the door. (laughs) Well, we have, oh, this is perfect for this movie. From Oscar Blues, we have Old Chubb. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea the ABV. I moved those before. Oh, eight percent. There we go. Eight percent alcohol by volume. Perfect for the Madonna end. Yeah. I'll have your old chub sweet. Oh my god. Is the old chub sweet also covered in blood, like this can? (laughs) (laughs) This is a beautiful, beautiful golden brown beverage. Has a khaki colored head with its a lot of very fine bubbles. Very fine bubbles and they're lingering. Ooh. Mm. Man. Very like you get a little bit of the peat notes, like mm-hmm. like in scotch. Uh very malt forward. Like the stunt coordinator from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> good, good old Pete. Smells like stunt coordinators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stunt coordinator like... was also malt forward. Tastes like Richard Lynch. Mm -mm -mm. Scotch, scotch, scotch. If you hear some snuffling, that's Mr. Sushi. Come to see if I have more treats. Hey, buddy, you want to come up here? No, not really. I want to bother the cat. Right. Yeah, it won't play with me. There you go. Well, uh, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Well, let's find out. (laughs) Uh, So I went to Rotten Tomatoes. And apparently it's listed as stuntmen. Okay. Huh. And there and there were zero reviews, like no critics, no audience, whatever. I tried like looking it up by like you know, like Robert Forrester and like, okay, yeah, yeah, stuntman link. Yeah. There's like no reviews on this movie, but uh I assume it's a hundred percent across the board. That's the only assumption we can make. I was trying to suppress it or something. I don't know. Uh but six hundred thousand dollar budget, not bad. But, you know, inflation, that's what, three million or something like that nowadays? Yeah, about that. That seems right. Wasn't that about five times? I don't know. But (laughs) Uh, this was, uh, as mentioned earlier, the first film from New Line Cinema as a production company. Uh, Robert Forrester replaced Don Stroud, who had to drop out due to a motorcycle accident the day before shooting began. Oh, my God. So Forrester probably really did just like hop in the van, come on over. And he's like, I'll improv. I'll figure it out. Everybody will exposition around me. This was based on a true story, apparently. Basically. (laughs) Oh, shit. Do you you think it was uh, uh, Blake or whatever that caused that motorcycle accident? Not Stroud? It may have been. Right. Uh, an article, uh, February 9th, 1977 edition of Daily Variety noted stuntmen Bo Gibson and Bud Davis and cameraman Daniel Pearl 
were burned when the house fire became stronger than expected. Oh no. They didn't die, but uh, that you know, <laughs> apparently somebody put a doorstop in the door <laughs> or whatever. And like <laughs> and the cameraman's like, I'm fucking burning here. I'm burning in here. Uh, as of 2019, the hotel featured in the film The Madonna Inn is still operating and is largely unchanged. <laughs> Uh, and at one point in the film, Pete Lustig, portrayed by Richard Lynch, says that he won an Oscar for supervising the stunts of a fictional film called Red Flame. There is not now, nor has ever been, a competitive Oscar for stunt coordination. Dot dot dot. But goddamn it, there should be. Goddamn it, there should be. There's <laughs> absolute horse rinse. Right. <laughs> Come on, you got enough of the uh, fucking makeup, uh, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay, best original I mean, screenplay, best yeah. catering, right? <laughs> best uh, sketch on a napkin turned into a movie. Looking at you, Stephen King. Stephen King is a lifetime achievement award winner for that. Right. It's called a Stephen <laughs> King award. <laughs> but, lady, gentlemen, we've come to the most important part. What did we learn from stunts? Uh, Bobby, so I guess, would you like to go first? Well, sure. I, I, I learned uh, that it is uh, deceptively easy to become a professional stunt person. Uh, I don't even have to find a parking space, apparently. <laughs> I, just have to, I just screech out up and roll my car in the middle of a shot. They'll give me a job. <laughs> right. How about you, babe? Oh, uh, well, I learned it was confirmed for me something I already knew. Bail make a lady's pants drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very similar to Bobby. I learned a fun way to save on parking by just taking my motorcycle into my room with me. <laughs> Been doing it ever since. Right. Uh, now it's a little tougher when it's a van with a heart-shaped window, but uh, you know, if you, you got like a ramp or something. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're on the ground floor. <laughs> you just park right outside of the uh the balcony or whatever yeah you should be fine <laughs> also makes for a quick getaway <laughs> man i'd love to do that one day <laughs> right out the front door on it <laughs> right into the back of the van close the door behind me <laughs> i have an upstairs apartment though it would go terribly <laughs> <laughs> well so did he he went down a kind of series of steps <laughs> it's true <laughs> you just got to get one of those bags to jump out of and just <laughs> roll over into the car drive off <laughs> yeah uh and i also learned of course most importantly if there is grind bin the movie it stuns <laughs> yeah. absolutely uh bobby thank you so much for joining us here on everything i learned from the mo movies um i i understand you also have a podcast and steve is messing up our podcast name now Jeez. uh yes i <laughs> I am uh, for anyone who doesn't know me from elsewhere. I uh, my home turf is the Grind Bin Podcast. That's at Grind Pod on Twitter. Uh, we cover movies just like studs, and uh, and we have a great time doing that. And uh, Stephen Izzy have been on countless times. They'll be on again. But check us out over there if you want more of my nonsense. Yeah. Uh, babe. Yeah. Are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I am also revamping my website as of like the day of this year recording yeah. over at izzycreates.com. And you can find my Patreon over at Untidy Venus. Steve, while the dog's tap dancing in the background and <laughs> doing the dance of his people. Okay. <laughs> Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. 
Or hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Who knows? I may post pictures of my tap dancing dog. Um, Look, he's just doing the dance of his people, Steve. Yeah. And guys, all this summer, uh, follow Untidy Venus to find out where you can see us in the flesh. Usually some art show just about every week. (laughs) Uh, Like the next six months. Getting that money. Get that money. Yeah. And, uh, and if you see anything on Izzy's website that you're interested in, uh, hit us up. We'll uh, we'll give you a deal. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut out the middleman. So. Cut out that middleman. See you again. <laughs> Look, what the government doesn't know won't hurt us. What government? Uh, so on that note, <laughs> until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And I'm Bobby. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Living